everyone, it's Raheel. Sure, the cultural impact of the Asian American and Pacific Islander community can be felt throughout Houston every day, but every May we get an even deeper understanding of that impact through the celebration of AAPI Month. So which events should you attend and how can you celebrate the month with the AAPI community? Stephanie Wong from the Asia Society and our very own newsletter editor, Brooke Lewis, who is also the co-creator of one of the biggest AAPI events, the BIPOC Book Fest, joined me to break it all down. It's Thursday, May 11th. I'm Rahil Ramsanali, and here's what Houston's talking about. Stephanie, welcome into CityCast Houston. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me here today. And Brooke, of course, you're here. I love it. Can't be a team chat without you. You doing all right, Brooke? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing all right. So let's get things started with a quick question about what restaurant should we try to celebrate AAPI Month? Stephanie, give me your favorite recommendation. Come on. Oh, goodness. That is so hard. Really? You're going to start this off with that kind of like loaded (laughs) question on me? Absolutely. I I only ask the tough questions here. (laughs) Good to know. Good to know. Um, well, my favorite Vietnamese restaurant is Win, which is in the East End. Um, and so I try to get over there as often as I can. Uh, but during the pandemic, Crawfish Cafe opened up in the Heights, which is my neighborhood. So that's also a great, like very Houston, uh, Asian fusion kind of meal to have, which I enjoy. Oh, so good. How about you, Brooke? I think I'm going to say Pondicherry, and I'm biased because she will be at the BIPOC Book Fest. So I think I'm just going to go with that one. Nice. All right. Well, let's talk about AAPI Month. Um, Stephanie, can you briefly explain what this month is and why it's so important to Houston? Absolutely. So Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month um, is really just an acknowledgement of all of the great contributions that our AAPI communities have made to our society. And it's a chance for us to really uplift their stories and perspectives. Um, it was recognized officially in 1992 um, but it's been celebrated since 1979, and uh, May was selected because it, it was the time for the first Japanese immigrants into the U.S. as they first started arriving in the month of May, as well as the completion of the Transcontinental Railroad, which obviously was made possible only through the labor of thousands of Chinese laborers. So that's why May was selected. But it is just a, a really wonderful time to focus our efforts on those untold stories and perspectives and really in a city like Houston, get to know our neighbors much better. And I think there's been more of an embrace in the last few years of the AAPI community in the city of Houston, whether it be through restaurants, through events, and just supporting local businesses. Have you seen that as well? Yeah, I would I would say it's one of the places of pride of being able to say you're a Houstonian. Um, I think especially in the wake of all of the anti-Asian hate that had erupted through the pandemic to see our city rally together and really celebrate our communities um, and, you know, hold them close and, you know, try to um, protect them in a way. Right. And, and and really lift them up has been a really meaningful thing to watch, especially through my role here at Asia Society Texas. So yeah, so cool. How about you, Brooke? Like what does AAPI month mean to you? Yeah, I think just growing up in Houston for me, I've always been surrounded by just so many different cultures and experiences. And so any time where I feel like we can celebrate just like the different contributions that people have made to our city um, and the different cultures, 
I feel like it's so evident in food, but it's just so evident just going in the grocery store, just hearing the different languages spoken. Um, we just live in such a beautiful city. And so I just really enjoy this month because we get to celebrate a culture that, yes, has gone through some you know trials and tribulations, but there's just also so many things to celebrate about the culture as well. Stephanie, how about for people that are not part of the AAPI community, how can they celebrate respectfully? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, personally, I'm not a part of the AAPI community, right? Even though my last name would indicate that I might be if you didn't, if you didn't meet me in person. Um, yeah, I think it's all about education, learning, you know, embracing and finding the empathy that you can for your fellow human. I think it's education, and, and we believe this at Asia Society of Texas too, education really is at the root of growth as a human. And so, you know, how do you learn about these cultures? How do you embrace your understanding of what another person's perspective and life experiences have been? Because while our journeys are similar, they're also very different from one another. And so how can you grow internally as a person by learning more about how your fellow man may have, well, fellow woman may have um, experienced the world? And I think the other side of this, as somebody who gets asked questions about my community being a Pakistani American, when people want to learn, as you mentioned, like take the time to learn, right? We can't be disrespected when they want to learn about our culture, right? And we can't be like, oh, wait, that's a disrespectful question. If somebody's coming from a point of education, I think we have to be more open as well to answer those questions and take the time to educate as well. So I just wanted to add on to your to your answer from the other perspective as well. Because I, I see a lot of people doing this where they'll be like, oh, you should already know that. No, they, they won't. They won't. Like, we have to be the ambassadors as well answering those questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think it's important to try to meet people where they are, you know, mm -hmm. to to the best of your capacity, to the best of your ability. Um, and that is something that we try to do here at the center, right, is, is to be a welcoming place for everyone, whether this is part of your heritage, part of your history or not, um, and, and to meet people where they are and to provide really intriguing experiences and fun ways to learn and grow. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows, and they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. One of the cool things of the month is there's so many events happening from so many different organizations. The Asia Society is putting on so many cool events. What are some events to get us going and really capture the essence of the month? Yeah. So this is uh, a fun time of year for us. I mean, every day of the week is uh, mm -hmm. Asian Pacific American Heritage Month for us in, in reality, but it's a, it's a great time because everyone's looking for ways to um, celebrate with us. And so we have what we call our 31 ways to celebrate uh, APAH month calendar. So there's like fun things that you can do every day of the month if you want, if you really want to take a deep dive with us. Um, so we do have some live in-person programs that happen over the course of the month, but then we also have um, some fun, like on-demand content, small things that you can do, videos you can watch, playlists you can listen to. So, you know, again, meeting people where they are, maybe you 
don't have time to come visit us, or maybe, you know, those dates don't work for you, but there's other ways that you can engage with this content from home on your own time, which is great as well. The first live event that we have coming up is actually today, May 11th. We have a live performance with pianist Yoonbi Kim tonight at the center. So she's going to play and there's going to be these great projections that are happening in the space. So it creates a really immersive sound experience for you that we're all really excited uh, for rehearsals later today. So I'm going to pop in there and check that out in advance. That's and then cool. um, super excited to work with Brooke actually on the BIPOC Book Fest here that we're hosting on Saturday, uh, where there's be lots of fun conversations, really celebrating BIPOC authors. And uh, Brooke can probably talk more about that, though. Yeah, absolutely. And it's this weekend. It's an event that's going to celebrate the literary works of people of color. Brooke, come on, this is your time. You're one of the <laughs> co-founders. Tell me about it and what made you want to start this uh, festival? Yes. So it all started when I used to work at Houston Chronicle with um, Brittany Brito Garley and Jondrea Clay. We're all writers. We all love books. And it really was um, Jondrea and Brittany's brainchild. They just were thinking of ways that they could um, celebrate books and authors of color. And Jondrea, she wanted to open um, a bookstore. But that is a lot of work. So she was like, I think, you know, Brittany was like, what about a festival? And then they brought me in. And ever since, you know, we have, have had BIPOC Book Fest and have just been really excited to see the outpouring of support from the community and just how, you know, how much people are really excited to celebrate authors of color. So at the festival, are there going to be talks going on? Are there signings? What's happening at the festival? Yeah, so there's going to be a lot. Um, there will be a giant book fair going on with so many bookstores represented. Brazos Bookstore, Kindred, um, Class Bookstore. They're actually, Class is giving a discount to teachers. So any teachers in the room or building, definitely visit Class. Um, and then there's going to be so many amazing panels. Just looking at the schedule really gets me excited. Um, we're going to be talking about banned books. Um, we're going to be celebrating some of the cuisines of Houston. I mentioned Pondicherry, um, but we also have the chef from Art of Fufu um, talking with Houston Chronicle restaurant columnist Bao Ong. Um, so I think that's going to be a really invigorating discussion. And then another panel that I'm excited about that really kind of represents, I feel like, AAPI month is Addie Sai. Um, she's going to be doing a reading from her uh, book, Unwieldy Creatures which is a queer, biracial, Asian, and non-binary retelling of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. So that's definitely something to look forward to. And then we will have a lit lounge um, where you can get two book-themed cocktails for free that goes with your ticket. So a lot of exciting things happening, and we're really pumped for this weekend. That sounds like a really good time. So Stephanie, tell me, how does the BIPOC book festival line up with the goals of celebrating AAPI month? Uh, well, I mean, you know, we are here to uplift the voices of our AAPI community, which fit into the broader BIPOC community. Um, and I would say that over the last few years, our organization has really made a concerted effort to find programming that dis that delves into the kind of intersectional experience with our other communities of color here in Houston and trying to find ways to build those ties amongst the BIPOC community through our mission of elevating the AAPI community as well. So uh, this is one of those wonderful examples where we are able to 
uplift all of the BIPOC voices at once, and it still fits within the more specific mission of, of Asia society and allow the, our communities of color to really engage in in-depth conversations with one another and, you know, find that alignment um, and shared experiences together. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that shared experience is so key. Brooke, are you planning on attending any other AAPI month events or have you already attended some? I haven't attended any yet, but I know there are so many offerings. And so I'm really excited to just partake in it after the festival's over <laughs> because, yeah, planning it has been really fun, but a lot of work. So I'm excited to to do that. I think one thing in the newsletter that I've been doing is highlighting um, Houston history that represents AAPI culture. And so for anybody interested in learning about um, history that the AAPI community has contributed to Houston, um, read my newsletter, Hey Houston. Nice. I love it. All right. One event that you have to attend, Stephanie, to celebrate AAPI month, what are you recommending to our listeners? I think the BIPOC Book Fest is probably at the top of my list, honestly, but we've talked a lot about that one. The second one I would recommend to our listeners is probably one of our women's leadership series programs that's coming up on May 18th. And so this series is one we've been doing for years where we do multiple programs over the course of each year, celebrating women in various industries. And this year, or for this particular one, we are celebrating some of Houston's leading news anchors. So it'll be a, a great conversation between Shernman Chow and Melanie Lawson and Pooja Lodia and Rekha Mudaraj. Um, about their experience being women of color on the news and how they tell those stories and what their experience has been like and how how sharing those stories can help others learn about that industry or how to navigate their own professional journeys. Stephanie, that sounds like a really fun event. I can't wait to go to that one as well and say hi to my friends, right? Talented anchors and reporters. Where can people find information for all the events? at our website, which is asiasociety.org slash Texas. Stephanie Brooke, thank you so much for informing us on some great events and a really important month to the city of Houston. It's going to be a big celebration for the rest of May, and we hope to see our CityCast Houston listeners out there as well. Thanks so much. Yes, thanks so much for having us. That was Stephanie Wong from the Asia Society and Hey Houston newsletter editor Brooke Lewis. You can find more information on all of the events in our show notes. Before we go, shout out to Aldine ISD and HISD for ranking number one and two in providing free meals to students according to the nonprofit Children at Risk. 56% of Texas students qualify for free meals. So to see our region stepping up and providing millions of free meals to students is absolutely incredible. I've included the full story in our show notes. That's all for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. Clearly none of you are parents, because I've been up for hours. <laughs> oh, no. I've been awake since 3 a.m. <laughs> I have a seven-month-old. Okay. Like Dina, Dina has one as well. It's a new hot accessory. That's how we're talking about it.